0: Welcome to All Nations Christian Fellowship. Here's Pastor Cleason. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming again to All Nations Christian Fellowship. You know that we are asking for God's wisdom and blessings in order order to become a caring and equipping church to show the Greater Vancouver Area, God's Love. And I, I really appreciate that you are here with us this morning. And uh, well, I'm very glad that we are here all gathered together. Uh, not only because you are a great people, but also because we will start today a new a new series. And this, this will be a long series. Uh, this will be on the book of the prophet Daniel. I know, I know that for you it's maybe a scary book because of uh, many symbolism that it has, but uh, I love this book and I, and I hope that at the end of the series you will love it too. Because you will be uh, surprised when you find out that throughout the 24 messages that I'm going to preach on Daniel, Daniel has uh, twelve chapters, but in a total, will be twenty-four messages. You will find out that Daniel's Babylon of the twenty-five hundred years ago had a lot to do with Vancouver of today. There will be uh There will often be some aspects that I will share with you regarding the book. Regarding the book. Books of theology or books teaching that they will make you think, "Wow, this is this is our reality today, and that's awesome!" It looks like the book was written for us. Well, it was, because it's the Bible, right? And of course, as a biblical scholar, I need to tell you that all the historical and contextual aspects of the book that identifies it with uh, its own specific historical context but as it is God's word and it is God's word for today as well we can apply many of its teachings to our lives today without engaging in misleading misleading interpretations so don't worry about that and for that I would like to invite you to open your bible in the book of the prophet Daniel chapter 1 verse 1 I will read through verse 7 because uh, this will give us an uh, an information important information about about the context of daniel and let me tell you something uh this today i will give you a, a sort of an introduction of the book and uh let you know why it is important for us today in vancouver 21st century to read an Old Testament book and how can we learn the precious and all the treasure of the Old Testament writing which is very, very important for us. So Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court's officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men, without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed and quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians, and the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. And among those who were chosen were some of Judah, some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name of To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. Into Azariah Abednego. Let's pray. Dear God. We are today. Beginning. A wonderful adventure. We are in this journey. Throughout the book of Daniel. And I need you. I want you. To come and bless us. This is everything we need. We need your wisdom. We need uh, the discernment that comes from you. We are humbly here asking you to forgive us for our sins. To show us your mercy and grace. And help us and bless us with all the understanding we need about this book. So please, along this 24 messages, 24 weeks that we will be together reading and, and hearing and learning about this book. Come, dear almighty God and bless us in the name of Jesus amen daniel is a, a great book it teaches this history of uh, god's people in the midst of the sad reality of the babylonian exile in the sixth century before christ but also in an amazing way it shows us how relevant god's word is in any time in history since we can find our very own 21st century lives in in, in these stories. And as I told you before, you're going to see that, and you'll be uh, happily surprised by that. So let me tell you how we should approach the book first. We, We will use the same approach along the 24 messages as we go through the whole book, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. The first six chapters are stories of faith, under pressure uh, Daniel and his three friends have been forced to uh, leave their homeland Judah to settle in the Babylonian king's palace they, they had to learn they had to be prepared to serve the same government uh, which has made a hostile incursion against their country and, and, and still had control over it at that time so each chapter brings new challenges, brings brings new new crises and that's why I think you're gonna identify yourself with these stories. Daniel and his friends seek to find help, yes, but we'll see that they are confident in their God even if their God might not preserve their lives through a trial, as we're gonna see in chapter three in some weeks. God, however, shows his sovereignty, his, uh, his power over evil human intentions again and again. And then we arrive at the second half of the book which is totally different. From verses verse seven sorry, chapter seven through twelve. While while children resonate with the lessons of Daniel one through six, Biblical scholars scratch their heads over Daniel 7, seven, twelve. Uh, 12. Well, why? Well, the, because the book moves from a, a simple set of stories to actually obscure and apocalyptic visions. So this is the way we should understand the book. The first half provides stories about Daniel. The second half tells us about visions of Daniel. And here I, I, I wanna I wanna make you a note which I think is very important. I have been very helped by many many commentators, many, many biblical scholars. Uh, Christopher Wright is one of the Old Testament scholars in special who's helped me a lot here. I met him in Oxford uh, some uh, some years ago and uh, he's a very nice guy and a wonderful, a wonderful brother in Christ, and also a wonderful scholar. So, it's a good, it's a good scholar if you wanna uh, check out his works, Christopher Wright. So, even though there is a dramatic contrast between the two halves of the book, its overall message is uniform, and I need you to remember that. It's not going to be difficult because I will be reminding you every week. But I need you to remember that so that you can understand the book of Daniel pretty well. And the overall message, which is uniform, is this. In spite of present appearances, God is in control. Isn't that good? Let me tell you again. In spite of present appearances... God is in control. You know, the Bible is a book about God. Daniel is no exception. It too is a book about God. And I'd like to emphasize this since the beginning of our journey in the book of Daniel because we usually focus on the human characters of the Bible, right? Which I think it's uh, it's fine, it's okay, it's understandable. We'll think about Daniel, we'll think about his three friends, we'll think about Dan- uh, Nebuchadnezzar or Belshazzar or Darius or Cyrus. However, the book of Daniel's main function is to reveal God to us, the readers. We don't get from the Bible an abstract, abstract understanding of God's nature. No! Little in the Bible resembles what we have today as modern systematic theology. God reveals Himself in relationship with His people. My dear brother and my dear sister, you have to understand this. The Bible shows God revealing Himself in relationship with His with his people. Relationship. 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 It's very, very important. Daniel speaks about these metaphors of relationship to show God's sovereignty. And more than that, God's sovereignty is not abstraction. It happens in a very historical uh, process of daily life. In other words, it is God, not Nebuchadnezzar, but God, who is behind the Babylonians' insertion of assertion of power over Judah? You're gonna see that it is God and not Nebuchadnezzar and his uh, educational and dietary regime who is behind the extraordinary skills of Daniel and his three friends. It is God who is behind Daniel's ability. Uh, In entering the secret of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. God is all-powerful. And this reality works perfectly towards the encouragement of a beleaguered people, faithful people, the Israelites, faithful people suffered in exile as they remembered the good relationship they had with their God in Jerusalem and in their nation. They suffered as they were forced uh, to work for the good of the nation that oppressed them. And Daniel's message that God is all-powerful and in control in spite of the present conditions was and still is a powerful encouragement to all people, to all nations. Now, Here's the thing, and here's the point. You are listening to everything that I'm saying so far, and now you might be asking yourself, how does a book that was originally addressed to an audience who lived 25, 2,600 years ago retain its significance for the day? Well, that, that, that's, that's a, a, a fair question. But let me tell you that Daniel is a distance story from us. Yes, you're right. There is a chronological distance. It was written over 2,000 years ago. There is a cultural distance because people were living in Babylonian uh, Babylonia in, in the Babylonian exile at that time. They were not living in Vancouver and there was a redemptive uh, historical distance. Daniel lived uh, before the coming of Jesus. So we have now a different understanding about everything about everything that God is doing because we we know about Jesus and Daniel didn't, didn't, didn't know about it about him. Well, because we live looking back Jesus' ministry and uh, and death, and his resurrection, we find the New Testament more immediately applicable for our lives. And I understand that. This is true. But what we need to understand about Daniel, and actually about every Old Testament book, is that because the Bible is a book about God, and I like to say that the Bible is a book of God's self-revelation, God allows to be in the Bible everything that he wants us to understand about him. And because Daniel masterfully demonstrates God's sovereignty over his people's past and present and future, God's sovereignty infuses his people with confidence and hope in the midst of a difficult world, then... And today, when Daniel, what I'm saying is this: When Daniel's original audience read the book, they were given a new perspective on their situation and on their understanding about their God. In our case, we have received further revelation, which casts its illuminating light back on the Old Testament. You see, uh, continuing revelation has not imparted new meaning to the Old Testament. Instead, and I think, I need to understand that. This is very important. Instead, it has illuminated a richer meaning many texts that were not clear to the Old Testament people of God. So you want a good example. I, I, I'm going to use a, a very good example. and And I think this... If I remember well this example was given by Christopher Wright as well I think it's um uh, it's good for you to understand that Jesus uh you remember that Jesus after his resurrection found that his disciples were in uh, in in a quandary about his death they they could not get the message they couldn't get the point they didn't understand Jesus resurrection they could simply not understand what was happening uh, then on the road to Emmaus Jesus uh, teaches uh, uh, those two guys, those two disciples, about Moses. Starting with Moses, Jesus went on and went through all the prophets and all the Old Testament and then invited them to reach a much broader understanding of how the Old Testament anticipates his coming. So as we read the Old Testament, we certainly can read it with the expectation that we will encounter Jesus we will encounter Christ there I know it is it is dangerous to read the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament before reading the Old Testament in its original context I agree with that and I think it is very dangerous but it is equally incorrect to neglect the to read the Old Testament in the fuller light of the New Testament Uh, the the whole Bible is composed of many uh, different writings from many different time periods, but it is ultimately one organic revelation, whose author is God himself. Therefore, I'm telling you everything, all of that because I need you to understand that one thing is certain as we study the book of Daniel we expect to hear God's story the book is filled with human characters and actions yes but God is the subtle background character in other words By emphasizing Daniel's message in this book all throughout uh, the 24 messages that we're going to read, we avoid a purely moralistic approach to the Old Testament. And some teachings on Daniel fail into the trap of uh, simply turning Old Testament characters into heroes and villains. Like a uh, be like Daniel, or 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 you don't have to be like Belshazzar, but such teachings remove the focus of the biblical book from the intended main point: who is God, and misses the power of the text. And uh, we cannot do that. We can't afford doing that. Let me give you another example, and this is very very important. Uh, uh, Daniel chapters 1 through 6 is a historical narrative, right? So there is. These chapters, they tell us uh, what happened to Daniel and his three friends in the Babylonian and Persian courts. Okay. Now, is it legitimate to assume that just because Daniel is a hero of faith that his actions are uh, presented as normative for all time? What I'm saying is that when the question is presented bodily in in a manner uh, the answer is certainly no. Uh, Again, when, when the question is presented bodily in this manner the answer is certainly no. Just because Daniel acted in a certain way does not mean that his actions are instructions to how we should behave today. No. Uh, Daniel's vegetarian diet in the first chapter chapter certainly should not have us pushing meat away from our tables if we like meat. We don't have to pray in an upstairs room or or in a room with windows, according to chapter uh, 6, to pray sincerely. No. We must be careful not to fall into the trap of saying that Daniel's actions are necessarily normative for our actions. Because, of course, neither are they totally totally irrelevant. But the Bible is not only a theological book. It is also an ethical book. So the Old Testament historical books are there not just to teach us about what happened in the past but also to say what God the way God is working through and with and and to us and for us today God could have given us a philosophical and theological treatise if his goal was to simply inform us about his nature but instead think about that he gave us his word in the form of stories and poems that evoke the whole person of God and our whole person. Will, emotions and intellect. And that is why we have uh, some texts in the Bible such as uh, let me see for for example Psalm 78, let me hear one of the verses. O my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praise, worthy deeds of the Lord, His power, and the wonders He has done. You see, Old Testament histories, lesson continue in an important sense in the New Testament period as well. After reminding his readers of the crossing of the Red Sea, for for example, and the desert wandering, Paul, the apostle, asserts, now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. So, my, my dear brother and my dear sister, throughout the New Testament, the different historical episodes of the Old Testament are recited to serve as paradigms of behavior in the post-Christ period. The chronological, the cultural, the redemptive historical distance that we really, indeed, have from the book of Daniel must be taken into account as we decide the application of an old text to, to a modern situation. So my invitation to you in this first message of the series Daniel, my invitation to you is to join me on this wonderful journey throughout the book of Daniel. Both the stories about Daniel, the first half, and the visions of Daniel, the second half. Join me with a, with a clear understanding from the outset that our respect for the context of the biblical book will help us to grasp all the the historical aspects Of Old Testament lessons. So that we can be reminded. The main thing. Remember which is the main thing. The main thing of the book. Is that in spite. Of present appearances. God. Is in control. And I know. That this is the most. Important thing. That you need to know. In name of Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Almighty God, we are starting together this wonderful journey throughout the book of Daniel. The book is there in your Bible, in our Holy Word and we know that it is a revelation from you. So please, through your Holy Spirit, help us to enjoy the ride as we go through this book. Help my my friends here. My brothers, my sisters, their families, bless this church. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's sermon. God bless you.